All right, welcome to another episode of Staying in Trouble. I'm Adam Short. I'm Eric Humes. Back together, man. Uh, I gotta do. I gotta do something. Every every time we put out an episode, I get a report back from Podbeam. Podbeam hosts our podcast, and you can go to podbeam.com and check out our podcast. And but on there, it tells us who's been listening, and we get five to ten downloads every month from Great Britain. Right? And now, I don't know who these people are, so I'm doing a shout-out to they're, them. They're good people. I, uh, I, I bet they're great people. For our British listeners, uh, just so you know, I love the BBC. So, I'm doing a challenge. If you're in Great Britain and you are listening to this show, would you please contact us? Contact us via email. We would like to put you maybe on the show, talk about what you think of what's going on with American and American politics. We want to get an outside view. Everyone has a view inside. I'm very interested on what your view is going to be. So shoot us an email. You know how to get the email. The link's right there in the bio. Shoot us an email. We'll exchange and we'll contact. We'll Zoom you in and we'll put something together. So if you're in Great Britain, you're listening to us, hit us up. Also, if you're in I Great Britain be- and you think that we can get another series, another season of Luther, uh, yeah, email me, text me. <laughs> so, anyways, we just we just got done. We had a great episode. Uh, we just got done visiting with uh, Bruce Woodbury, which was a county commissioner here in Southern Nevada. All three, uh, actually, all three of them were former county uh, Clark County uh, commissioners, commissioners, and spanning over. I was working on that over five decades. Yes, three very uh, faithful, hardworking public servants here in Southern Nevada, and we've had, uh, we can, uh, how should I say it, we can give them the credit on a lot of wonderful things, uh, the why this valley is such a wonderful place to live, and we had all three in the studio, they have combined and come together to, uh, for a foundation that they felt was uh, very close to their house. Ho- their heart. Mary Beth Scow felt that uh, in the world, there's a lot of bad things happening on top of COVID, on top of uh, the riots and uh, the political uh, differences around. And she felt like she needs to do something, even though that she's not in the public's eye anymore, she still wanted to do something. So they started a faith, family, freedom foundation. Uh, We're going to put the website in the, in the bio and we get to talk to them about it. We talk about how they came up with it. We talk about uh, um, what their purpose is. Exactly. They talk about family. They have a, a bunch of workshops and activities coming up right before Thanksgiving. And so they're going to have different uh, activities to focus on either the faith or on the family, on the freedom. Mary Beth brought, brought up the stat that over 80% of Americans still believe in a higher power. And so it's not about religion. It's a it's about uh, uh, believing in a higher uh, higher power. And then the other part is about family and you know uh, loving those that are around you. Which right now during COVID, you either hate or love your family in some days. Right. And then I I thought the the great part too is about understanding freedoms and understanding. And I you know I told them I said well as a layman I'd love to know like the back end like. We all think that politics are kind of this goofy, wonky machine anyways, and, and maybe they could shed some light on that. And they said, absolutely, that's what they're there for. And, 
And another thing I talked to him about is in previous uh, generations, uh, politicians would still find a way to to meet in the middle or find maybe not so much in the middle, but they'd find a way mm-hmm. to mend the fence. And that's part of this purpose is to find unity. And I think that's a, to me, that's probably the hardest cause to tackle, but one of the greater ones, because I feel so often people want to just dig in their heels and start with, okay, I'm not going to move. You need to move. Exactly. And, and that's, that's how you don't get things done. Well, that's what my favorite thing was all three of them come from a different political party. So they put all their differences aside. They come together to start this wonderful foundation to help other people out. And this is so new. This, this found, what was it? Six, Six weeks. weeks old. Yeah. So they just started this and we were even spitballing some good ideas about how involving the youth, how involving other people. So we really hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, we hope you go visit their website. The link's in the bio. We appreciate all you listen to the show, and uh, we really hope you enjoy this episode of Staying in Trouble. Thanks for listening. Sometimes you're flush, and sometimes you're bust, and when you're up, it's never as good as it seems, and when you're down, you never think you're going to be up again. But life goes on. Remember that. Money isn't real, George. It doesn't matter. It only seems like it does. welcome you guys here this is exciting good to be here the first thing that i've been i've I've been thinking about this all day long and we're going to start off with the with the heavy the important questions first first question is i remember as a child growing up and i think all of third and fourth grade all i wore was bruce woodbury shirts those bright yellow (laughs) shirts and my dad i i don't know if he he worked on any of your campaigns but we always had dozens of your yard signs and i used to cut them up and make we used to make shields out of them and throw them at each other (laughs) during the off sign but my dad i talked to my dad and said you were coming in and so he's he would always i i remember he would always praise you politically but then curse your name on the basketball courts (laughs) every single time henderson had to play boulder city in the men's church league he'd be like oh man is bruce playing Man, I don't know if I want to play. He, he said you were quite a basketball player. Do you still play or try to get out there? No. I, uh, you know, when I was a kid, the most important thing in life to me was playing football, baseball, basketball. But now that I'm mature, I know the most important thing is watching baseball. <laughs> yeah, right. Basketball. No, I have, I kept on for quite a while, maybe into my 50s, you know, um, church ball and city league ball. And, mm-hmm. But then I kept injuring this and injuring <laughs> My body, even my mind said, yeah, I can do it. But my body said, no, you better not. Yeah. So, no, I, uh, yeah, we had some great experiences in, uh, back in those days. And yeah, I was, I played for Las Vegas High School. It was pretty good in those days and. Um, Did you play at Utah State? Utah State. Or is that where you went to college? No, I went to the University of Utah. No, University of Utah. Wow. Way wow. To, way to, way way to, to take them down a notch. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think this is pretty incredible. So we talk about a lot of our local. So Adam and I both are born and raised here. So I grew up in the Northwest. So don't hold that against me. And, uh, and then um, 
you know, and Adam grew up in the heart of Henderson. He grew up in the in the tree streets. So I did as as well as no. My, that oh no. What they nicknamed Mormon Square. Mormon Square, yeah. I, I, yeah my I neighbors, I, I lived right across the street from, I grew up with Dave Gibson, and then the senator and and his wife lived right around the corner, and Jim lived right next door to him. So I lived right yeah, in that whole I area. Exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And then my wife grew up a couple of doors down from him, so yeah. so she gives me reports. She's like, oh, no, 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 this is what Adam really did. <laughs> so. oh, I love that old part of Henderson. I, you know, that was... When I was first a commissioner, there wasn't any new part of Henderson. Yeah. Green Valley was just getting underway. And uh, so it was fun. Wonderful. Well, we are so grateful you're here. Uh, I Sorry, I had to start off with the sports <laughs> questions. We have two lovely ladies here that's probably like... Well, I would have brought t-shirts always... if you had told me. Yeah. <laughs> I still have them. You still have them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My sons would always wear the shirts and they would give them to their soccer teams and football, baseball teams. And, and even when they went away to college, they, well, even missions, I told Bruce he could have run to be king of the world because his shirts were in Russia, Panama, Brazil. <laughs> I had a law partner who went the vacation to, I think it was Cancun. He sent me back a photo of some Mexican child wearing one of my t-shirts. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Must have been on one of those missions they went to and they brought them. To that. I don't know. Weird. No, they, uh, I definitely remember. I remember getting them at Henderson Parades. And, and I think my dad loved it, too, because it was less clothes he had to buy us kids. Yeah. <laughs> Just well, your wear dad should have fouled out every game. You know, he was hacking me. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. The old third ward, if you remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, you, you guys are here. Can we start with an introduction and tell us a little bit about yourselves, okay. and then we'll jump right into it. I'm Mary Beth Scow. I was born and raised in Denver, Colorado, and moved here when my husband graduated from school. We lived in Las Vegas and Henderson for 40 years, 40-plus years, and I served 12 years on the school board and then um, seven years on the county commission. And it's been a wonderful community to live in. I have nine kids, and all went through public schools, and um, five of them are here. Mm-hmm. It's actually six now. We have a son going to school, and um, 38 grandchildren. Oh, wow. Oh, congratulations. The best part of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, Bruce. Bruce. We were, we were well, introduced yeah, him. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we did. We kind of jumped right on him yeah. immediately. Sub sub king of the world, and <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, my name's Bruce Woodbury, and uh, there's a couple of buildings with his name on it, so it helps remind you who Beltway. he is. Yeah, Beltway uh, that helps too. Well, the best thing named after me is uh, my 13 year old grandson, Bruce Woodbury. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was born in Las Vegas, John S. Park Elementary School, Las Vegas High School. I went to kindergarten with my wife, two of my law partners. We're all in the same old neighborhood in Huntridge. Do you know where the Huntridge oh, Theater is? Oh, of course is? we do. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we could walk over to the theater from our houses. And the old thing about you didn't have to lock your doors and your parents didn't worry about you. Well, it's true. I guess the mob was looking after us and keeping <laughs> yeah. the bad guys out. We just didn't know that. But um, 
went to uh, the University of Utah and then to Stanford University Law School and came back, clerked for a judge, went into the law practice, and I was interested in politics, although it's kind of strange because when I was a little boy, I was pretty shy and my worst fear on earth was public speaking. And in our LDS church, you're supposed to give talks when you're a kid. I try to find ways, you know, and I just can't do that. And, but, you know, it just shows you can, you can learn how to do anything if you really want to. And <laughs> so I've probably given thousands of speeches and presentations now. And I still get a little nervous uh, at times. I think when you're shy, you're always shy. I think, just so you know, Bruce, I think in the scope of things, like when I when I think of your name and like for, for my generation, when Adam and I's generation is, you know, we hold you in such high regard. And I, th I think part of that is like, um, is I think people are able to identify with you because, you know, you may be shy on the inside, but we all relate to that, to that shy person a little bit. Like I, I'm a complete extrovert, and I was going to wait till you explain this. How do you relate to being shy? This guy's the most outgoing person I've ever met. Well, maybe you know when I'm on a jumbotron in front of thousands of people, you know, there's there's probably a little ounce of shyness right there, right before the camera comes you. on. I don't believe you. I think you have it fully under control. I, you know what? I'm honest, trying to be complimentary here. Yeah, it is. You usually, know, in, in all honesty, I love a little jumbotron. Like if the jumbotron, you know, they usually come back for repeat visits. But when I think of, of, of you, Bruce, I always think of, you know what? You take time to listen to someone. And so my youngest son is a one-on-one -on -one type of person. So people who know me, they go, they expect my kids to be like role entourage, you know, like, oh, you've got these kids. And so they are, or, you know, they just follow in in your way. And really my kids are their own persons. And my youngest is a one-on-one -on -one person and he'll give you 110% one-on-one, but you put him in a large group and he, he, that's not his, that's not his style. And so, but a lot of times all these kids, all my kids have had to go through this. You know, I walk through a parking lot and they're like, everyone's like, Hey Eric. And, or maybe I'm like, Oh, you know, and I'm, I'm reaching out to people. Um, but I know no matter how many years you've put in so civil service, I always felt like Bruce, you were always like a one-on-one -on -one person. Like everyone heard you one-on-one -on -one. and it could feel like you, you cared about them one-on-one. -on -one. And I think that's a special gift. And so I'm excited to hear about what you guys are working on because I know in your heart of hearts, you're a one-on-one -on -one person, so. Well, thank you, that's very kind of you. And yeah, that's, I think the way I do try to be and um, don't always succeed, but um, if you're in office any length of time, whatever the office is, especially something like the county commission, you're gonna develop a a few people, maybe a lot of people who aren't too happy with you, with a vote you made or something, but I always found that, you know, you don't attack those people, you don't ignore them. You go to them and say, can I talk to you? You know, I'd say nine out of ten times I ended up kind of making a friend out of an enemy. Not always, that's for darn sure, but, you know, by listening and reasoning and trying to find common ground and you know?
Yeah. And that's, I think that's a little bit of what we're missing these days is finding that common ground and finding the decency in each other. So, but I mean, I don't know how, how much we want to talk about that. Let's talk more about (laughs) Susan and, and, and. Well, I'm Susan Brager and I was not born here, but we came here in 1952 I'd like to say I was born then, but no. <laughs> born again. Yeah, right. There you go. Um, but grew up when Red Rock was like you needed your lunch and dinner to get there, or Mount Charleston seemed like a you know drive to you were going to another state. But like Mary Beth, um, served 12 years on the school board, 12 years on the Clark County Commission. I serve on a number of uh, committees right now because it's just hard to not want to do that. I think it just gets in your blood. But have four children. Um, I don't have as many grandchildren as Mary Beth, but I'm. Really She's a one upper. She's a one upper, <laughs> Susan. Okay, you you better bring right the A now, game. I'm having number thirteen great grandchild. So uh, I know, pretty neat. Cool. And that, and like she said, and like Bruce has said, there's nothing better than family. And so I think that uh, that's just amazing. And two, of, like I have two grandchildren that are Metro police officers. Two that are teachers. One that's a nurse recruiter, one an EMT. So just a very community-minded um, family, wow. same as the two people sitting next to me here. And so it's just exciting to be that involved in community. I grew up in North Las Vegas for a while, and then Charleston Heights. That was a place to go live, you know, many years ago. Oh, so. Susan, speak my <laughs> language. When they shut down the farm basket on, oh, on West, Charles, on it's, West it's Charleston. Open. It's open. Oh, yeah. So I so yeah, the farm basket. Yes. Well, what our first episode we talked about Macayos. Yeah, number one Mexican place. And so, our my family grew up. We went to the Macayos on West Charleston Decatur, obviously. Um, And so, when you say Charleston Heights, see that's where that's more where I grew up. So um, I owned a house off of Salem. It was my aunt's house. And, uh, you know, the CSN campus grew right there off of that. And I had to walk to Hyde Park and, you know, it was, it wasn't the snow, but it was very hot and windy and sandy. And uphill both ways. Up, my parents <laughs> yeah. said it was uphill both it ways. It was uphill both ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so my family grew up off of uh, Decatur and, and, uh, and Vegas Drive. Okay. We were in Upland. So, yeah. And then I had, my, you know, over the years, my uh, aunts and uncles, you know, yeah, move. I had an uncle that lived off of Upland area, and then off of Charleston Heights, off of Salem. So, yeah. wonderful. So you have three people here that have spent most of their lives as community service. Now you guys have come together for something else. What do you, what do you got for us? It's Mary, Beth, Mary Beth's baby. We is it? Our founder. No her. But I, I, I know very little about it, and I don't want to mess it up. You know, I, I looked a little bit into it, but. Please, Mary okay. Beth. Well, I think when all the unrest started, you know, we had the pandemic, and then we had the George Floyd, and um, when we started having violence, I just started feeling sick inside and worried about our country. And um, so I started thinking about um, scriptures and some of the examples in the scriptures of people that stood up, um, Gideon, who stood up and defeated the Midianites, and Esther, who was so courageous and stood up for her people's religious rights. The New Testament, Paul, you know, such an example of standing up for religious, um, 
for standing up for his religion. And I thought, you know, maybe we people that are like-minded can can show how they can stand for faith, family, and freedom. That faith, family, freedom popped into my head one night. And so I called my daughter and said, do you think you could design, she's an artist, mm-hmm. and do you think you could design a little logo that says, I stand for faith, family, and freedom? And so she um, designed that, and we thought, what if we just had this show up all over the community one day and just kind of encourage people? Because I just truly feel that faith, family, and freedom unites us more than divides us. People, 80%, every poll shows that 80% of people in our country believe in a higher power. We all love our families, and we have this tradition of constitutional rights that we all cherish. And so I thought, if what if this just showed up one day and encouraged people? So just started out, I found 20 people that we call captains of a thousand. <laughs> and the goal was to get 20,000 of these finals out on, on cars, car decals, so that it would just be all over the community on one day. So we chose October 13th, and we started out with a day of prayer on the Sunday before that, and, and then um, put them on the cars with the hopes that they would just spring up all over the community and and help people feel like there are other people that feel this way and we also had a a little card that to pass out with that with a little um to be a kind of like a contract of that people will stand for maintaining freedom of religion and constitutional rights and support policies and laws that'll strengthen the family but especially and i think it's become our biggest focus and is just what Bruce was saying um, to have a, when we're discussing these issues and we're discussing political issues that we can do it with respect and respectful dialogue and just, you said that so well Bruce when, when people disagree sometimes we just need to talk and find where we have common ground instead of starting out with the divisiveness. So that's that's really been our main message is to have this unity and and respectful dialogue and and also standing for these our our constitutional rights and religious religious liberty. So that's Mary Beth, I love that. Just you know because I think that is one of the large obstacles and and even in my in my own mind with just everything that's gone on recently is where and so it's great that you guys are coming together as i would call it a legacy uh politicians (laughs) right is we've lost that and so when i usually tell people i like to study history myself and and going back and studying uh you know i find like there's a lot of miseducation and actually if you you know remember how we grew up I, i was a lucky kid to have an encyclopedia growing up you know and, and now we have the internet, which we, in theory, have all the information at our, our tips. And, and now, we're, now, we're like, now we're like in the deluge of those balls, right? And you're like, oh, I'm trying to get out. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm trying to find the way out of here. We actually have too much information. And, and so, and when I tell the stories about, you know, well, they're like, well, how did, how did politicians do stuff before? And that's a question that's very rarely asked. And one of the ways that, 
you know, in your, in your generation, politicians came together all the time. You lived together, you worked together, and it gave you a, a common ground so that you guys could move policies forward. And now I feel like we're in this cancel culture where people start off digging their heels in and now you have to, no, there's no way to, to, to move someone off or talk someone off or even talk to someone because the emotions get so heated so fast and it's because everyone's digging their heels in. Um, you know, uh, my, uh, a family member was in town and, and his daughter's in middle school and, and she was asking him before they, they came to see us is like, well, how could someone vote for so-and-so? And he answered, well, I'm neutral and I do this. And I said, well, actually you missed the lesson. The lesson should have been is there's lots of reasons you can vote for both people. And, and that, like that, that theology has left like, you know what, what is it going to be the best to move your interests forward? But it seems like people start with, I'm going to dig in first, unify last. I think there's a difference, if it's okay to say, with being a county commissioner in local government versus federal government. And local government here, when you've been here as long as the three of us have, going to the grocery store or walking down the street or being in your car. And for Faith Family Freedom, it was interesting driving around with the um, uh, signature of the Vinyl on my car. Oh, okay, Sorry. vinyl, yeah. Trying to get the word because it's not a sticker. And a car kept pulling up next to me and kind of pointing. And I finally we got to a red light. And I rolled down my window because I thought, well, they must know me or something, right? <laughs> and uh, they said, love that. And I go, gosh, let me jump out. I have one in the back. Here. <laughs> <laughs> and I was on my way to my granddaughter's in Mountain's Edge. And I was just on Buffalo and we happened to catch, finally catch a signal. And they were like, oh, I wish more people would do that. And I'm like, well, please, let me give you this. But it was just that reward from what Mary Beth and Bruce and all of us are speaking about, that commonality can be caring about each other. And as Bruce said, going to a, a neighborhood house and speaking to them as people, that would shock them that you would come there and want to hear when you know you were walking into the den, the lion's den. Yeah. But yet when you walked out, it was a lamb. And so just to bring that all together makes that big difference on more caring. And that's what this is all about, is showing you can have differences, but you can still get to that ultimate goodness within your community. I love that. Absolutely. You know, with this pandemic, we learn, we've learned a lot of, about ourselves. I mean, I, I definitely have learned a little bit. We try to learn how to cook a little bit better. <laughs> we've learned, I've learned in my family, we, I have seven children and, and we've learned that, uh, in our family, that our family relations was really dependent upon the activities that we were signed up for before. And then all of a sudden it stopped. So now we had to figure out how to get along. So, so we've learned all these things, but one of the things that I've learned is how important local politics are because our local politicians have a little bit more power than maybe what we thought and how quickly, um, our religious freedoms can be rendered and messed with. And uh, that's something that's really opened my eyes in, in, in all of this. Um, all of a sudden, no one was going to church. No one was really going anywhere. But then when things started opening up, it seemed like church was the last on everyone's mind. And I always thought during a pandemic, wouldn't we want, <laughs> shouldn't we be all praying? Like, I mean, 
according to everyone, this could be very serious. Maybe we need to be closer to to God than ever before, no matter wh- how you vote for him or vote or pray to him or whoever, you know? So, so the, this really struck me when my, when my wife brought a whole pile of these vinyls home <laughs> and, and wanted to get them on the cars and, and, and was bound and determined. I thought this is something that no matter what political background you have, you can agree on this in one way or the other, no matter how you, how your faith is, Everyone has a family to fall back on, and we all enjoy our, our freedoms. And it, it's, I, I think it's almost poetic. I, I thought it was very nice. Don't you think in some ways that made us appreciate some of those smaller things in life? Not that I liked being at home, I'm a get up, go to work type person. But for church, our church did a dynamic job of being online. And they still offer it because they're only allowed to have 500 mm-hmm. out of the 2,500 that go on three different services. And then they did a drive-in night, you know, very Mm -hmm. social distancing. And people were just like craving it, just like you're saying, like we need to get back. They need that. Yeah, they want to do that. And then I'm in a spiritual direction class that we go up to Mount Charleston and we couldn't go. And you felt like how you missed that presence of God there and how that closeness going up to the mountain and being able to study. But I, I think what you're saying is just so amazing. And why with Mary Beth having the brainchild and mothering this, which she mothers so well. You know. um, and when she calls you, it's almost like, you know you can't say no. <laughs> so, or do you want to? But I mean, and, and you know how well thought out it is. So, I mean, I've spent pretty much 25 years with her and uh, lots of conversations, you know, legal conversations. And then spending the time with Bruce was so educational in itself and the man that he is so it's it's been an amazing journey and we hope it will continue on so besides your one event with the person next to you on buffalo how has been the response to this have you been able to get the numbers that you wanted the response has been great we we think that we passed out 16 to seventeen thousand of the of the car decals we're developing now a database people um, with the little card has a QR code on it or we have a website that people that are interested can um, sign up and we hope now to be able to do policy research and find out when there's issues say that there's something before the school board or in front of the county commission <laughs> <laughs> that that deals with faith family freedom legislature probably mm-hmm. is the place where where we find those most and that we can let people know, well, this this is an issue. If this is something that concerns you, we would encourage you to have your voice be heard. So we're encouraging people to vote, encouraging people to to do research on, on their elected officials, and then to keep up with the policies um, that deal with the family and religious freedom and our basic constitutional rights. What what insights, Mary Beth? Well, does the website offer like any of your guys's experience of like, hey, we saw this legislature when we were councils, and this is why we may have voted this way, or maybe I I know that might be really personal and and and, and like really targeted, but I I really believe that the general public doesn't understand politics. Really, they don't understand the mechanics we we do learn a little bit in high school and i think that's where it stops and then you know 
Bruce being in the legal field, he was, you know, in that, delved in that, and he was a commissioner for so long. And so for him, he's like a wizard, you know, and, and Adam and I, we're just, we're just observers. We're like, you know, I think most people watch TV and, and you see different shows that go in different directions and, and that paint politics one way or the another. And so I wonder is, you know, I talked earlier about having so much information and you get both disinformation and you don't, it's really hard to know what's true is I would think just whiteboarding with you is like, is that something that you guys might be able to offer? I think you guys have a treasure, like a treasure trove. Like me personally, I would just, if I knew that any one of you was on there, I'd, Hey Susan, this is what I was thinking. And you could say, Hey Eric, this is how, you know, when I met with civic leaders, this is what we encountered. And this is what we worked on. And, and Bruce and Mary, you guys have such a, an experience level that for me is almost unfathomable that, you know, the education that you might be able to offer to people, uh, to me, would just be invaluable. Well, what's fascinating is now people can be involved. And as those nonpartisan, non-denominational issues are there, that's where we want to come from. And that's what Mary Beth is, is thriving towards, so that people know they have a voice, but that it's a nonpartisan, non-denominational voice. So we also have a Facebook page. And that's a really great place. And we monitor it because some people tried to throw in some political. So we look at it and we're like, okay, that get that off as quick as we can. And we kept sharing, please, we want this to be a nonpartisan, non-denominational factor so that we can broaden what people in Clark County or in the state of Nevada know that they can have an honest faith, family, freedom base to come to to ask those questions. And we get, I know I get asked, questions. I was talking to Mary Beth today when a gentleman said, can I email you? I have a question that I think you can help me with. And that's rewarding. You know, that means that they heard you and mm-hmm. then they see that you're working on something that matters to our community. And we hope that it'll just keep growing and developing. It's very new. I mean, it took off the ground faster than anything I've ever seen because we knew we had limited time to make sure people were heard. But as time goes on and we target some of those issues that we feel are that nonpartisan, non-denominational factor, we think we can make a difference in our community. Oh, that's fabulous. So with the elections kind of (laughs) over, I guess, I don't know, call it what you want, um, where do you go from here? You you continue on? uh, and, And with your background with the county commission, do you guys have like a kind of a foot in the door? Can, can, can you put this on, like, maybe have a louder voice than, say, if Eric and I showed up to the county commission and wanted to say something? <laughs> well, maybe the county commission, I don't know. <laughs> but um, that ha- I hadn't actually thought of, you know, having more uh, access because of who we are. We're just hoping that there's – we're hoping that we can help other people know how they can have an effect – and a lot of times it's just pure numbers when, when we have a legislative issue coming up. When those legislators hear from more than 10 people, they know that that's an important issue to people. And, and that's, that's the key to it, I think, is knowing that there are a lot of people out there that, that consider faith, family, and freedom to be just part of their being, really. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the, the it's uh, really resonated with a lot of people. Um, 
Susan's experience, I think, is is indicative that people, when they see this slogan, they say, "Yes, that's that's really what I stand for too." Now they may put a different interpretation on it than somebody else might, but uh, you find that people who have faith, frankly, uh, tend to be more involved in the community, more productive citizens. Um, that doesn't mean you try to force any faith on anyone. You have to respect those of a different faith and those who have no faith whatsoever. And more and more people say, I do have faith, but I don't have religion. I don't believe in organized religion. And um, But there's common ground there. And people believe in, in God, frankly, or higher power, whatever they want to refer to it as. Um, they're normally... Um, more concerned about their community, about their country, about the world. Family. Um, we know that people who, particularly children who grow up in a stable family, are so much better off uh, when they don't normally get a better education because the probably the most important thing in education, I'm saying this between two educators, <laughs> <laughs> I think is not... The teacher, not the school, it's the family. Absolutely. That motivates those children, that encourages them, that teaches them to read when they're small. And um, and so uh, you find so many families that are dysfunctional and single-parent families where the, the parent is often a, a very good person and struggling and trying, but more often than not, that family is going to be in poverty. Just look at the statistics. And in freedom, um, it's what our nation's all about. And religious freedom is so essential, and freedom of speech is right there with it, where um, people don't always have that. If you're going to go try to speak on a college campus, or um, if you are a religious a person who stands for religion sometimes people just don't want to hear it but so preserving that freedom and respecting those whose opinions we disagree with is maybe less and less happening and more and more important absolutely this year has been my uh, the first year my two oldest daughters were able to vote so they had full of questions which party why is this? Why that? And me and my wife, we're a split household, which we get tons of comments all the time. But but we get along very well. And uh, the point of view that my wife has, that's something that's a strong, attractive to me, is that she is a person of her own. She, she has her own desires, her own views, and this and that. And we know what to argue and what not to argue and where I need to shut up and I don't say anything. <laughs> but, um, but my daughters have been asking a a lot of questions and because of their questions it made me kind of really think about political parties and about like well wait a minute i understand why we have them but at the end of the day the value of being an american should be greater than whatever political party you belong to and talking to my daughters about this it really opened my eyes and it made me really think that the whole country seems like they're so gun ho on the party that they belong to where they can still belong to it and believe in those values and vote that way. And that's fine. 
But at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, we need to come together as Americans. And I think this is something that it does. Is it, it's bringing people together regardless of their political background or party background. We can put that aside for a while and let's, let's focus on what's important for the entire community. And that's something that my daughters and I have gotten into some deep conversations about this time of year because they hear so much on TV or they read about it online and they kind of get misguided on it. And I keep telling them like, you need to decide what works for you in our community and, uh, and how important local politics are and things like that. But the values that you cherish because one day you guys will get married, I really hope, and you move out, I really hope. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, right? And they have their own children, and they're going to have their own lives, and they're going to want to protect them and raise them in a good, solid community. So, yeah, it, it's been a real eye-opener this year. This election has been even completely different for me because of them, because of the conversations we've had, and it's been kind of fun to, to really talk to them about it, and we sat down, all four of us, and we voted right up uh, the road from where we live at the elementary school. So that morning we woke up and we walked over together and, and we were able to stand in line and just communicate about it and talk about it. And they got, they got that feeling and that sense of, you know, and then it kind of comes crashing down on the, the fight for days later over it. But still, <laughs> it, it was definitely a, a different vote for me, you know. And how important it is that we need to come together as Americans and members of this community than just a political party. Well said. That would be so important even for them to be introduced to faith, family, and freedom because our youth are our future. And I know that always sounds so cliche-ish, but it's true. Absolutely. Um, I would have never thought from when I grew up um, that I would get to be a county commissioner. I mean, when I grew up, you went to you either became a teacher, worked in a bank, or had just got married and had children, which was fine. But now the, the world is open to all of our children. But knowing that you have a strong base from your family to your faith to your freedom could really make a difference for our youth if they got into something that was safe, comfortable, and they became leaders in that aspect uh, of themselves and of their, maybe the people around them, that they were stronger to be able to speak up and share how they feel about our community, which... You know, when, when Mary Beth and I would go sit in a graduation and you saw all these children that would want to go to a college outside of our state, it'd always be neat to touch them on the shoulder and say, I hope you come back. I cannot tell you the reward of how many letters that you would receive that I'm back and here's what I'm doing. And that just meant a lot because our state is about sometimes leaving instead of knowing how amazing it can be here. Absolutely. So do, do you guys have something aimed towards the youth with this? Maybe... Trying to build a youth coalition or maybe something? a maybe a TikTok channel. <laughs> well, we need them for that though, because I don't know yeah. TikTok. That's actually a, a great idea. I still have to figure out what that is. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok, TikTok. Well, so it, on all seriousness, to, to be on the the website, and you talked about Facebook. Is there other social media channels that that you get that this Instagram. message is on? We have yeah. Instagram. The, um, the website standforfaithfamilyfreedom.org and the Facebook is Stand for Faith Family Freedom. And when I'm the, investigating, there's a new one now that a lot of people are kind of becoming a little bit over a, another one. I won't. And so it's called We Me. Is it We? Yeah, We Me. Just W E M E. And it's they're not going to take anything off of it. 
you can just join it for free. Um, and I'm hurting about Parler, and I don't know what that is, P-A-R-L-E-R. -E and so that's a new one. And I'm just now investigating, but I'm going to have some of my grandkids. <laughs> Help you out with that? <laughs> my grandkids are, you know, 20s and 30s. So um, it helps a lot because... My little nine-year-old, she'll be like, I'll come over, Grandma, and help you. I went to get off the couch the other day, and she came over, and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but in all seriousness, that's what where we want to go, is that we feel like we are, you know, um, mature people that hopefully has 20 and so many years to go. But our youth are, are going to make a difference in our community, and we want to be able to present different things to them. So we've thought about having where we each brought someone, you know, eventually when we can really go somewhere and do something to where they could come and hear what it's really about and why we feel strong to help encourage that growth. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're doing a focus for family week. You know, it's been traditional in Las Vegas to have family day the day after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And so we thought we'll do a week and encourage families to do, and, and this will be on the website, Things like um, deliver balloons or flowers to a rest home, do a thank you poster for a nearby fire station, police, police substation or hospital, um, write a letter to a member of the military, just um, write a letter to a former teacher or public servant thanking them. And I loved this idea, read a, a portion of the Constitution with the family and share insights together. So just some ideas for families to do together and i think we're all kind of hungry for that Absolutely. still being at home with the kids being home doing their their school so uh this will be on our website too and, and will that be the week after thanksgiving week before the week, week before the week before wonderful hmm. wonderful and we'll definitely put the link in our show bios for the website and your social media right. thank you and, and, and let uh our listeners know I'm uh, excited. Where they can find all the, about this information, and uh, and and you can get um, you can get the vinyls and stick or not stickers. I know because we <laughs> not stickers. That's what we were calling them at first. When yeah. People said I don't do stickers on my car, <laughs> so they yeah. do come but off these your are car things. like you go to the car wash or you know whatever you're doing, and they go back on. Yeah. So and so you, they can go to the website and 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 request those request the, and, those. The, and on Facebook. Too. Oh, okay. And then if people want to help support Mary Beth and, and, and Susan and Bruce and want to maybe get a little bit more involved in, in your function, are you accepting volunteers? Are you oh. accepting people to, because I think it would be great. I think your grandkids will tell you this, you know, we we're kidding about TikTok, but, but realistically, there's a lot of truth in that is uh, it'll be great to see maybe some of the, maybe some of the participants and can actually like video themselves like do video their families doing those activities yes. Yes. that would really help out to see oh is someone actually really doing this that really helps give a, a little testimonial of this process and and because i going back to what i said earlier about maybe giving some insights and susan you said well they you, you get emails from people and and i'm sure these two get emails and phones and text messages still and and so it'd be great to say, hey, yeah, we have this coming up and maybe do like a little workshop like, hey, you know what? This is what we found out when we were doing this. You know, this is something we learned because I think especially when we dive into freedom, I don't know what what events or have planned with that. But I mean, this is so much this speaks so much to our community. Right. We with Vegas strong and and we just had some other tragedies coming part of that. 
you know, all that comes back to this. It really does. Well, I'm, I'm holding up this. This is what it comes back to this. And um, you're so used to visual. Yeah, yeah. so to visual. So, uh, you know, this is the vinyl for those, you know, it's just about a postcard size and it's a vinyl and not a sticker. And I'm pretty sure we'll we probably need to get start some, a hashtag. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was asking. That's what we need to do. Yeah, we'll, we'll have Instagram. to. Maybe I'll have Mary come to one of my social media classes, <laughs> and uh, and we'll work. I'll have some of my assistants help you out there, Mary. Um, that's a, yeah. yeah. We, we have some younger, <laughs> younger members of our our group that are helping out with social media. Maybe you guys got out of politics right at the right time. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's a whole new social world Social media is not what's, my uh, strong suit. What's the, what's the one where you have, you, they superimpose the, the faces uh, on, the, on the music videos? I have no idea. Oh, I could see these Super. three right here on a on a little oh, a jib jab. A jib jab. Oh, oh yeah, man. Hilarious. I see those with the elves. Yeah. Oh, this is perfect. Look at that. Susan's even volunteering. She's like, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I could see so many good jib jabs coming this way. So. And remember, we are in our infancy. I can't even talk. We are in our young youth of this. Yeah. So it's really been a couple months, or maybe a solid six weeks but it's gone a long ways in six weeks wait a minute you've only started this six months ago six weeks six six weeks a month ago in earnest i mean we started out with the idea and just doing like the logo development but we actually beginning of october was when we really started um getting people Mm -hmm. It, it was it was really i have to say it was one of the most amazing experiences i've ever had to ask people if they could pass out a thousand of these and and people were so willing and and what we did was just say could you find 10 people that you would give a hundred to and then those 10 people will find 10 people they can give 10 to and then those 10 people will pass out one so to pass out a thousand thousand it was really for any one person it was just a matter of finding 10 people yeah and so um my wife took it very serious I will. That's I, very. I got a plug. Wonderful her. to hear. Yeah. Uh, not uh, not too serious. We don't have any vinyls, and we're pretty easy I to get hold of. Well, I'm looking. I'm looking over at Mary Beth's <laughs> folder, and I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking I could distribute those pretty easily. Yeah, like, yeah. give me like an hour, and I can have those on some cars. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Shelley started. Uh, pa- oh, we have to ask them for. It? Oh, I was just gonna go to the parking lot, but I mean. I was getting that impression. <laughs> This is all the result of uh, Mary Beth (laughs) reacting strongly to how bad she felt with the divisions and the violence she saw going on. And I have to do something about this. And she prayed about it and thought about it. And this is what she came up with. And and thank heaven she let us be part of it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, It's been so wonderful to be with these two people and I just can't say how much I admire them and how inspiring they are um, with their service and their beliefs, too, that um, just been an honor. It goes back. Goes, oh, that's for sure. It's just amazing. Now when you see her name on your phone, you don't answer it. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> What did she come up with now? Yeah. Save the dolphins? Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, no, but this you, you is actually wonderful. answer it very readily because you know it's always worthy. Yeah. Always worthy. And this absolutely is, you know, that this is wonderful. And, and this makes us feel so, 
it makes me feel good that I live in a community like this, that there's people here that, that care. They take something that's bad happening in the world and they're affected by it. And then they not just complain about it because I, I think that's the common, the common thing that's happening today. I like to call them keyboard tough guys. They get online and they'll they'll voice their opinion or they'll post this or they'll post that. And then they feel like they're doing something. But they're just in the living room in their home. But you guys actually strap up your bootstraps and went out there and started doing something to to change. And I hope this continues to grow. Man, that, you, you you weren't kidding. This is really <laughs> in its infancy, right? I mean, this is this is brand new. So we are so grateful that that you, we have you here on the show that we can Hopefully this starts you off. Well, thanks. We this appreciate puts it the out invitation. There. We feel, yeah, I feel grateful. Thank, Thank you, you so much. You've had yeah. some great ideas too. Yeah, you did. <laughs> well, maybe we can help out. Yeah. yeah. I think someone has a future in politics <laughs> right here, right? It sounds Absolutely. like it. Do you see that, Bruce? I, I, I see it. you got to overcome his shyness, but uh, yeah. <laughs> he'll get there. It's actually talking to people that I really struggle with, okay. so... You know, taking phone calls and stuff like that, that's a rough one for me. Yeah, but with the field that you're in and the work that you have to do there, I mean, I know I've been doing it 31 years. It's almost like you're, you know, really trying to make people come together at that point and do the best thing for both of them. So you already have that start. So what do you want to run for? Well, I'm, I, there you go. <laughs> Jump right I'm a little bit more on the facetious side, Susan. I actually kid with people that, uh, you know, I'm actually the sub mayor of Henderson is, is my claim to fame. Right. So because they, they say, hey, you need so many votes to, to get into office. The problem is, is I uh, is, is time management, actually. So uh, I, yeah. I spend a lot of time coaching uh, a lot of the rec teams and. And, and what and my kids are just right in those formative years, mm. but then you bring Bruce along, and Bruce is like, "Well, I, you know, I did it for thirty yeah. years." Eric, You're complaining yeah. to three. Roles. I know <laughs> these aren't the these aren't the crowd we want to talk to. No, like, I have no room it. to talk. You can do it. I had to always work, so. You can do it. It's a matter of just you said time management. Adam, you're going to edit this part out, right? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not at all. That, all those twenty-eight years, which is way more than any reasonable person would have done it, but. I was working <laughs> law practice. They didn't want to pay me unless I worked. And uh, coaching, playing sports myself. Big well, family. it's not that hard to beat Adam in sports. It, you know? so, or the shorts. Well, my kids were doing their homework. I'm doing mine. So. Exactly. Yeah. You can. You don't have to miss your grandkids or your kids' games. You just make – you're able to prioritize. Do your homework, work. And I had probably one of the toughest districts you could be in. So there was a lot of homework. Yeah. Well, we had uh, uh, Carrie Buck in the studio, oh. and she she was running for District 5. District State 5. Senate. State Senate. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, she was telling us how much, same thing, but she had the same passion that you guys had. She, she really cares about the community, cares about education, education background. So it, it, it was a good conversation. It was a good conversation we had and, with her. And what I love about these three, too, and even this movement is – this isn't a personal gain. You know, this isn't, this is, uh, this is at the heart of civil service is now you've already invested your whole lives and you say, Hey, we have even a little bit more to give, you know, uh, you know, it was funny. I was, uh, on a ride with my father-in-law who just recently retired last year. And I asked him, I said, well, what are your, what are your retired friends doing? 
And he was kind of at a loss. He's like, well, I kind of don't know what they do during the day. And sitting in front of us are three civil servants who talked about working, who talked about investing in the community, you know, being at our beck and calls. We forget about all that. What most people don't know is in order to be a politician, it's not a nine to five Monday through Friday. It's a it's a seven to to nine thirty. Uh, is the schedule that I've talked to a lot of people seven to 10 sometimes. And it's usually a, a Monday through Sunday and a half. There's an extra half day. We don't know. And, and that's the day that you kind of have to sacrifice. Yeah. If you're running for election, you better add a few hours under that. Yeah. yeah. yeah right. Oh, exactly. That's for sure. <laughs> and so here, you know, and so here we are with this great, you know, Mary Beth, this, you have so many grandkids, so many children, and, and, you know, just between you and Adam, you guys, you know, will fill up a bus. And, <laughs> and and that's who you're doing it for is is we always wonder about the next generation or the, you know, Susan, you talked about, you know, your 13th great grandchild is, you know, that's what that's what this is about is, hey, don't forget that we love each other at the end of the day. And and don't forget that, you know, we need to understand what what's going on around us you know you taught us as you know as parents you talk about mary beth being a, a great mother what's one of the first things after your kid learns to walk is look both ways before you cross the street and and that's what like to me what when it talks about you know support all policies and laws that strengthen the family you're really asking people hey can you you know yeah you can go out and walk and like adam was talking about you can get on a keyboard we all have phones and you can we can do some really sweet TikToks and Instagram reels, which I'm excited to see, you know, Bruce to do a little, you know, a little dance on the Instagram reel with. But really, you're just asking people, hey, you know what? Look both ways before you before you cross the street. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite conversations was with the, I think he is the current county commissioner, Jim Gibson. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I would. You don't have his T-shirt. No, uh, I'll bring some over. I'll bring some over. So uh, uh, I ran into him at church and he asked how my dad was. And that age group's all retiring. And he, had, you know, my dad moved away and stuff like that. And I asked him, I said, when are you going to retire? <laughs> and and he just turned to me like, and, and if you know the, the gentleman in that look and just very non-sarcastic look, he just looked, he goes, we're not, we're not here to retire. <laughs> And, and, and I, I always thought about that. Like you may change professions and you may leave a profession and move on to something else, but we, we're not here to stop. We just keep going. And uh, I think that keeps us young and keeps us healthy. But uh, the knowledge that you guys had from your service can really help us even as a younger generation of, of what we need to do. So, so we appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much. We will definitely plug all of the with the websites and your social media groups in our bios, and we'll and your we'll Instagram reels yes. and your jib jabs <laughs> and all your new TikToks. Yeah, so. we're gonna put it out there. Thank we'll you. We'll put it out there. So thank, thank you, you so much thank for you. taking time and and coming in. And we appreciate all the listeners out there who uh, download the episodes and uh, listen and tell your friends about the show. Please leave a comment because that helps out the show. When you guys uh, interact, leave a comment, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on, we're on all of them, iHeartRadio, wherever you want to listen to a podcast, that's where we're at. So please leave a comment, send us an email, and tell a friend about the show that can get something out of it. So And get your vinyl today. Get it. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. That was 